Welcome to the 86th episode of the Overclock ZA podcast. Overclock with all the vowels. I'm Lindsay Shooters. And I'm Gavin Dudley. And we are together again. Hooray, hooray, physically together. Hooray. Next to each other. Opposite. Diagonally opposite each other. Diametrically opposed. And we're actually just, <laughs> we're maskless just for you, dear listener. Uh, because we're munching pizza also while we're doing this. But we're talking past each other, not metaphorically, but literally. <laughs> uh, Gavin, a lot of news coming out of Media24 and the formerly DSTV subsidiary Showmax. Showmax Pro is launching, Gavin. What yeah. is Showmax Pro? I know what it is. So it's, it's kind of interesting all this is coming out at once, but for those who don't realize how the South African digital and media landscape works, Naspers, formerly Nationale Pers, is the biggest single company in South Africa. It's the head of the stock exchange by far. It's a huge, huge company. Most of its money is being made overseas. And they you, used to be the propaganda wing of the apartheid government. Yes, I know. We're not allowed to talk about that because we've now, we've now kind of washed our brand and changed it from Nationale Pers, supporter of the National Party, to Naspers, yes, a dynamic digital when, company. Just more background. When, when newspapers started going under, when advertising weren't flowing so nicely um, and TV was taking over, they formed a company called MultiChoice, which then took TV money and then distributed it to prop up the physical media like the newspapers and those sorts and, of things. And today they are basically owning 30% of Tencent. Tencent, one of the bigger digital companies in the world. That is now worth, where's my figure? It's worth half a trillion rand, okay? Half a trillion rand, half a trillion dollars, my mistake. Half a trillion dollars, okay? <laughs> That's a big mistake There's a big difference, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's because we skipped ahead. Tencent, a Chinese company that owns WeChat. WeChat is basically WhatsApp. For China, well, it's WhatsApp and Take a Lot and Uber and a whole lot of things all rolled into one. So it's huge in China, and that was bought for a song uh, 20 years ago by Naspers, and that's turned into a huge cash cow that makes Naspers's local business look really tiny by comparison. Mm. Naspers, to people like myself and Lindsay who are in the media industry, is the home of South Africa's premium magazines, newspapers, and not so on. Not anymore. Well, not anymore. <laughs> As of this morning, they're busy shuttering and closing magazines left, right, and center, and a couple of minnow newspapers as well. Some of those things they're trying to take online. But 20 years ago, um, Naspers' media division called Media24 made big forays into digital with 24.com. Today, everybody knows 24.com. News but, 24 yeah. is the largest media outlet, yeah. news media outlet in pulls, the country. Because it pulls together 20-odd newspapers output, which very few people can do. You know, So um, they're a huge media company, but I suppose the tech angle is that they pioneered the digital space and basically came to own the, the digital yeah. news space and various others as well. So they were best set up to launch the video-on-demand service which is Showmax, because we just need to skip past the history lesson now, Kevin. Okay, no, but, it, but the context <laughs> is important. So, so for example, um, we all know uh, Takealot.com. Takealot.com was bought by Kalahari.com, which was a Naspers property. It was smaller than Takealot.com, but took it over. So, gradually what's happened is Media24 and Naspers has been moving out of media. Yeah. Um, but Lindy doesn't want us to dwell on that, so we'll skip ahead to Showmax. Um, Multi-choice was its TV division, which everyone knows as DSTV, well, which used to be Mnet, and then DSTV, and Supersport. These are like the three brands in the stable there. Last year, I think it was last year, they spun out the TV division as its own product, 
and within that is Showmax, which is also supposed to be its own company, but the, frank, the truth is it's so closely aligned with multi-choice that it's all the same thing. So Showmax is its internet streaming video division, which has been with us for almost five years now, actually. Um, and they just announced today they'll be doing live streaming sport, which is jolly interesting, I think. What do you think, Lindsay? I think that's awesome. It's the one thing that's been missing from their portfolio. So Showmax Pro bundles in Showmax and everything that you have on there. Then there's music channels, news, and live sports streaming from Supersport, which will cover all Premier League, Serie A, La Liga, and PSL games, and then MMA um, through the EFC, the yeah. I forget what EFC stands for. Oh, I forget. It's gone. Mm. Um, and it will start streaming in Nigeria and Kenya immediately. And the rest of us will get it in eight weeks' time. Yes, they're rolling it out gradually across sub-Saharan Africa. We don't know about pricing yet. Uh, no, no, we don't. Like 100 bucks now, so I imagine yeah. this will be 150 bucks. It feels like I mean, maybe even 200 bucks. It's interesting because it's basically cannibalizing um, DSTV and Supersport's core business. Yeah. So I think they're probably experimenting to see how this goes. Because they can see the writing on the wall that they've been losing DSTV subscribers consistently over the years. And Showmax has been doing reasonably well. So they're looking to make the same transition they made from print publishing into online. Looking to make the same transition from satellite broadcasting into internet broadcasting. The so other very thing that will probably happen on Showmax Pro um, on another South African tech podcast called Reframe run by Brendan Peterson. Uh, they, he had the communications manager for Showmax on, and they were talking about the device limits on Showmax. So you only can stream two streams, I think, yeah, or like it's two concurrent, yeah, um, yeah. But mobile devices is only one, but you can only have like five devices registered. Really, registered. really, um, I didn't yes. realize there was a limit on that. So okay. he said, coming soon, we might not be able. Like there might be an offering where you don't have any limitations like yeah. that. Yeah, and I think Showmax Pro is going to be that that. Yeah, well. I think Netflix has a limit. I think it's 12, if I'm not mistaken. I discovered that um, Amazon Prime has no limit. I've got dozens and dozens yeah. of devices uh, registered there. Um, what that means is that every time you have a new phone or a new tablet, even though you're not using them all at the same time, the service keeps track of how many different devices you've got listed in case you're, you know, sharing out with your friends and stuff. Okay, so Showmax Pro, live sport is a really big deal. I think it's going to yeah. change the marketplace quite a lot. No, this, rugby though, which is... Mm, interesting so yeah. you still need a, a dstv now subscription yeah to get there's, you. there's such huge amounts of money tied up in sports broadcasting that it's quite interesting to see how it's going to play out mm. but i like it i like it I, I like showmax as a product i think this is going to be a good offering um, especially stepping it up to a premium tier their movie delivery has also been quite good they just like i think they're a week out from when things are airing on DSTV. Damn, that's impressive. Movies, that's impressive. Is, which is okay. impressive. And their series, I think, streams at the same time for some of them, depending on the rights agreements. You might have to like wait a week to get the latest episode up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a great offering and it grows from strength to strength. And I'm sure that they will be really good at doing that and saving their video on demand, or at least have a nice safety net to catch all of those DSTV subscribers. Yeah, I mean, I think they're also looking at economic hardship that's really starting to settle down on the country. And over the next three or four months, that economic hardship is going to get much more harsh, rest assured. Yeah. Not just losing their jobs, but people seeing cutbacks in business, cutbacks in salaries. And as a result, all luxury items like satellite subscriptions are the kind of things that are first to go, you know? Yeah. Okay. Devin, moving on. Uh, we mentioned it briefly last week. But NetBank <laughs> okay. is doing a tap on phone. So you, you, you have the inside line on this. I didn't even know it was a thing. Mm. So we, I mean, tapping. We've we've discussed tapping to pay on this 
channel many, many times, especially since my card refuses to tap on anything to pay. Lindsay just taps all the time. He taps with his phone, Samsung he taps with his card. I'm sure he even <laughs> taps with his Fitbit watch. He taps with everything. Um, I can't tap with anything. None of my tapping works. Um, now, Nedbank has a new system. Instead of having to tap your card or your watch or your phone or whatever onto the point of sale credit card machine, you can now tap your phone, your watch, your card onto another phone. And the phone will run an app that makes it work like the bank card machine. So the phone, which has NFC in it, NFC near field communication is yep. the weak radio wave signals that they use to communicate with each other. When you bring two NFC devices together, they exchange information and it's a fairly secure way of doing it. And now you can do that with another phone. So if you're someone who's selling stuff at a market or informally or whatever, you no longer have to have a bank yeah. machine of any kind. You can run the entire thing now through your phone. It's in a pilot phase, so I hope this works out because I really believe that the small business and informal sector in South Africa is a really important business so I'm really happy that it happened with Nedbank because when last have you seen a Nedbank ATM, Gavin? Also true, also <laughs> true. They are by far the smallest of the big four or five. Um, eh? Other mm. important thing is um, Capitec, who might be their biggest competitor in that low end. Mm -hmm. um, well, I can't say low end because there's a lot of like rich people who are banking with sure, Capitec sure, because sure. they're... they're Prices are so cheap. So good. Like yeah, our, the services our, are good. Our kids both have net bank accounts. Yeah, mine have too. Great offerings. Yeah, mine There's too. Like for the same reason. Yeah. Where if you transfer the money, it, it gives you like two rand. Okay. There's I'm not some sure. Interesting. Like your save. My kids are all over the internet with their damn Capitec <laughs> accounts, which is quite interesting <laughs> as well. You know, it means that they've got the full suite of services my kids running. Net bank. Anyway, okay. Capitec are looking at um, seventy percent reduction in revenues for 2020. Yeah. And they're yeah, hoping. Yeah. They're praying, they're saying uh -huh. <laughs> that um, they expect to make all of that back in 2021. I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, they, they've been flying really, really high for a really long time. And then the, COVID happened. <laughs> yes, and then COVID happened. Thing is, they've been really pushing the digitization of their service. So even though people would flock into their branches and would be really good, they've been very good about apps and things like yeah. that on the phones. And they keep the service simple and so on. So... Oh, the other thing is they, they do loan money, but not, I think, on the scale that Standard Bank and these people loan. So I think Capitec have loaned out a lot of people money, but not huge sums, I don't think. Yeah, but and they, so it looks they, bad, but they might recover. They're saying they are upping the, the criteria for their, post, for their loans. They have um, to, yeah. For the rest of the year. Yeah, they will um, have to. Because it's just, they're, they're getting a, what is it? I forget what, the, it's like a fancy term for like they're getting a lot of defaults. Yeah, 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 people unable to pay. Okay, but we're getting a little bit in the weeds because we're now I, talking I, about I banking. Like, I like banking technology because it's something that really affects you on a street level. Sure, um, sure, it's so like a real thing. Like yeah. the Yoko machine. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shop, uh, Yoko is an amazing service. Like when Yoko service. brought the tap-to-pay versions on, like now you have, have these, these outlets who can serve you from a distance and like, yeah, just take this machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, We yeah. sanitized it yes, and you just yes, follow yes. the prompts on there. And uh, <laughs> and the person in the store doesn't have to touch anything that you've touched. Yeah, it's yeah. very clever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so I dig that. And, and like the tap to pay things is important. I like the fact that um, checkers have now also signed up with MasterPass. So the, okay. the code mm -hmm. payment. I haven't got the codes to work. Like the transactions that pick and pay happen too quickly you, where it's like suddenly you have to tap on the thing and it, before I can ask them, can I use MasterPass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, I see what uh, you're saying. And the pet shop that we go to as well, they use MasterPass, but I see they've hidden their, their MasterPass the um, sign QR thing, code. The little sign thing. Like, <laughs> behind something else 
we were there yesterday. <laughs> man. But, but I, I'm, I'm just all about... Lindsay's all about that tapping life, man. And me, yes, I'm just man. looking on. I'm looking on going, one day I'll be able to tap. Dude, we when, were, when can I tap into FinTech is what I'm asking first, myself. We had our first McDonald's drive-thru meal. Ooh, for with a tap. Like since since lockdown. Okay, right. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Over a hundred days. Uh-huh. Um, and me and the kids in the drive-thru. And I had cash. I mean, it was just a couple of ice creams that we bought. Uh-huh. And I wasn't going to tap that. Okay. I, I had cash. Right. And the look on the woman's face. <laughs> when I, Don't bring that near me. But anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> moving on. Other things. Yes. Um, just to go back. Just walk back a little bit. Mm. Uh, Media 24 is cutting 510 jobs from their magazine. From their magazine departments. Closing down magazines. My heart goes out to all of those journalists who are now without jobs. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very sad time. Please support your independent content creators. Um, support people and not brands, because uh, these are people's livelihoods. Okay, interesting. So, I mean, I guess the tech angle on this is that the the damage could have been much worse. What they're doing with some of their big publications is basically turning them into internet-only publications. Magazines like Drum, for example, which have been a cornerstone of South African media industry, is now online only. Yeah. Um, a lot of magazines are just closing outright, men's health, women's health, both of which had reasonable online offerings just disappearing overnight. Yeah, and they both like brands, like yeah. women's health had that footnight out thing. Yeah, I mean, there like, was a time when men's health bestrode the industry like a colossus. What the hell yeah. happened? You know? They had fashion shows, all sorts of things. Yeah, that's, yeah. Lindsay and I both um, oh, men's health men's alums. Health. Yeah, <laughs> alumni from men's health back in the day. So uh, a lot of women's magazines are being outsourced, so... I guess that just makes it easier for them to jettison the stuff down the line. You yeah. Know? Um, uh, Gavin, yes. and for people who are a little bit short on money right now but need to upgrade their hardware, you are playing with a fancy looking lower end device. It's from a brand called Techno. I was, we, I was there in India with them a year ago, almost to the day, for the launch of a device. Gavin, tell us about your 3000 Rand Android phone. Right. You know me, I love my, love my low-end Androids. This phone is doing absolutely everything for me. I just don't understand who's spending 20,000 Rand on a phone. I have a 3,000 Rand phone that is absolutely delighting me, this Techno. Techno Kmon 12, C-A-M-O-N, Kmon 12. Techno, T-E-C-N-O. I could Techno make a really dirty 12. joke right now, but I won't. Yes, so don't, don't. It's, it's there waiting to happen. It's, it's sort of lost in the Chinese translation thing as usual. Um, um, fantastic screen, nice big 6.5 inch screen. I mean, where Android in a million nine, years? Though. Android yeah, 9, but you know, who the, hell knows, who the hell knows the difference between 9 and 10? I mean, I barely can see the difference. The, the swipey gestures, I, yeah, I, lose, I, I, I wish I, I hate, had them. I hate the swipey gestures. I just, I've only just got used to using them. Anyway, so um, to get a 6.5 inch screen at 3,000 Rand, no one would have thought that was possible two or three years ago. Um, Extraordinary, not a huge amount of storage, 64 gig, but decent. Four gigabytes of RAM is extremely generous at 3000 Rand. And even the camera system, it's only 16 megapixel, but I've discovered it's doing great things. The AI is working out for me and so on. 3000 Rand, great phone, superb screen. Unfortunately, it's also stuffed full of techno, what I call crapware. This is all the software it adds into the phone, which it thinks is giving you a great experience, but actually it's just getting in your way at every turn. 
they're never going to succeed if they keep stuffing the phone with crap way like this. That's what you're going to get for Chinese brands. No, 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 man. but Huawei took a long time to figure out that this does not play globally. They figured it out eventually. It took but a now long time. they have to because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the only services they can use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame. I'm sorry for laughing. He's sniggering. I'm sorry for laughing. I'm still waiting for my P40 Pro. Okay, uh, and he's, he's all reviewing it. Well, if you're um, listening, he's all embittered about it. Please, I, I can't deal with him when he gets like this. Waiting to get my hands on that world-leading camera technology <laughs> and put it through its paces. Right. One day I will have it. Moving on, Gavin. So yeah. now you got the phone. You're setting up your business. You need a business line. Ha! One of your friends, Anton Potgieter. Well, <laughs> I think I think more of an acquaintance is probably closer to the point. We went to school together. That's about it. Yeah. He is starting this thing called Scotty Business Line. It is available for Android users right now in the Play Store. It effectively gives you, it's coming to iOS soon, it effectively gives you a second number, which you can use as a business number, and it's bold separately. Um, and if you, when you use the Scotty app, it, it brings you up a second dialer, and it's, it works over your current network connection but is completely separate you're paying 79 cents per minute um, it gives you detailed call logging and you can it's very tax efficient so you can just move over all those call logs and everything and pay it off with your business account yeah. and claim it from tax i think i think businesses have really struggled to separate out personal calls from business calls and you know, increasingly companies don't want to give you a business phone that they're paying for when you're using it for all sorts of things. This way you can actually silo or ring fence, as they say, your business interactions. Yeah. You know, if you're a sales manager, you can actually track who is calling, making sales calls, and so on, and who's not doing their job properly. You can track all the calls with a whole degree of detail. I think 79 cents a minute is probably a bit rich. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, you know, on a regular contract, it'd be worth much, much less than that. But we'll see how this goes. The important thing is that you can, you can split off your business calls from your personal calls on your phone. That's the basic function. Yeah, um, I worry about because <laughs> there's such a lot of data. Well, they say they use five megabits per month, megabytes per month um, on, the, on the Scotty app. I was just reading through the, the notes on the, on the Play Store. Um, the biggest problem that I can see is possible security breaches or that data data breaches because I don't know what servers they're running, what encryption right. that they're doing on their okay, side. Okay, you mean the routing of the calls could yeah. be intercepted. Yeah, oh, okay, so, interesting. Um, for business use, talking us for business use, um, maybe, I don't know, I'll still use a VPN. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, and that, that, that's pretty much so, all we have to say about that. So the service is called Scotty. It's currently an Android app, but apparently the iOS version is in the works. Scotty Business Line. And you're paying 79 cents a minute for your business calls separately. Gavin, yeah. there, were, there was pricing on the PS5. So I just need to say something. <laughs> I got a, a WhatsApp message from a good friend of mine who says that he uses his PS4 as his primary interface in his... For his, like a smart box. Yes, for his, no, for no, his no. TV. So you watch Netflix on that for a while. And yeah. all sorts of things. Was touting that he can watch 4K Netflix and 4K YouTube. And I can't do that on my Apple TV. Because um, mm, you of, don't have a 4K one. Yes, uh, because I don't okay. have a 4K. And YouTube mm. doesn't play in 4K on Apple TV yet. Uh, <laughs> Even on the 4K TV. Okay, so no 4K of, for you. In okay. the future, in the future, they've, they've cleaned up the, the situation that they've had. Okay. Um, so PS5 will cost, for, is this 4 for the... Uh, for the full power yeah, one. Yeah, the what? full one with the drive, yeah. And so they're, they're two. Dollars. Yeah. 
$500, which is the equivalent of 9,000 Rand. Yeah, plus That's import taxes and yeah, everything. We're probably looking be, at like 10 and a half, 11. Yeah. It feels like an 11. And it'll be by far and away the most expensive console we've ever had. Of course, they're producing a digital edition one. The only difference being it doesn't have the optical drive, the drive for the discs in it, with a slight reduction there, maybe $100 off. But it's still going to be a 10,000 Rand plus proposition in yeah. the end. Xbox X launching on the 23rd of July. They have set a date for their I'm launch. very skeptical about these launch dates. I think, yeah, I, there's so much going on. I suppose... Well, no. I'm not launching the, the, the reveal, the big... Oh, okay. Because remember, okay. they just shown us kind of like a silhouette Yes, yes, picture. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah so true. they are, are doing and the limited gameplay and stuff. Um, yeah. In a, obviously a live stream. That's happening. And then there was an interesting live stream that happened last week. I don't think I saw you on it. It was the One Life Insurance. Yes, no, I missed the Samsung. Samsung thing. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, uh, something else going on. That was quite interesting. So if you sign up for the One Life Pulse um, life insurance, right? I think it's, you must think for like a million rand or something, a million rand worth of cover. Mm -hmm. um, you get a Samsung Galaxy Watch Active 2 mm -hmm. as part of it. And then your payout increases in proportion to like the fitness, the, your, your physical investment, like your lifestyle investment. You mean you pay less if you're doing more? No, you no. get more as oh, okay. a payout. So you still pay oh, your same I premium. Oh, I see, I see. Um, but, but the, the, value, the value of your life insurance. If, you, if the watch is tracking your healthy lifestyle, yes. so, I see. Um, mm. A lot of the tech is done through, I forget what the interfacing app is called. So um, these are the LifeQ people. Yes, but LifeQ is... what's his name? Rian, yeah, Rian Conradi. He's Conradi. not actually affiliated with the business anymore. Oh, I He's see. He's moved on to other things. That's There's interesting. A different CEO. Oh, interesting. Um, but the last time I spoke to him, which was probably about two years ago, mm. or at least a year ago... He was the founder, was the yeah. was, Yes, he was the founder. Um, Stellenbosch alum. Yeah. LifeQ grew out to Stellenbosch yeah. University's um, in, in incubator hub. I forget what it's called. I'm losing all of my, my knowledge here. Mm -hmm. I'm getting older. Yeah, I mean, he was he was <laughs> instrumental in providing a lot of the underlying sensor technology yeah. for Garmin and even for... for um, I'm also losing it now. Suntos, it's Suntos moved over to a life key sensor now as well. Okay. They moved and away from... TomTom. TomTom. Tom Tom. He did yeah. work with TomTom Tom and Garmin. All these people, as they were developing their smartwatch offerings with sensors yeah. in to tell you what was going on, his research was instrumental to all that. Yeah, so that they okay. are, they've obviously optimized all the hardware that can then feed the correct data to this app and then that is interfaced with the mm. life insurance so you're getting more life insurance cover uh, uh, more okay. the, the more personal investment that you're making on your life like your physical mm. well-being it will now actually be paid out or reflected as your value on your life which okay, I think is but, a great... But the whole point of life insurance is to benefit people after yourself, exactly. right? Because you're dead. But you want to so, get paid out what you're worth, Kevin. And if, and if I'm running my body like a lean, mean <laughs> supercar, I want my wife to be compensated with supercar money. You're very confident <laughs> that, you go, that, that your wife's going to outlive you, obviously. I'm, I'm hoping that I've done enough damage to yeah. my body to not make it <laughs> myself, much past 70. Myself, I'm definitely in that camp as well. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Okay, so this only works with this particular insurance package. Yes. Okay. Um, in future, I think this will roll out to other devices that have the same hardware. Okay. Because the the, the data is packaged. So the measuring like just has to be consistent yes. for the insurance company to be able to make the offer. Yes. The measuring has but, to be but consistent I, I, across I like multiple this. devices. I like this mm. um, because Samsung is now just. They're just unassailable lead now in terms of innovation when it comes to like customer-facing innovation. You mean you mean specifically on health things? Or on you health mean? things, on Samsung Pay, 
um, just mm. on like convenience things like that that add tangible value to your life if you can afford the hardware. Obviously. But I mean, the, the Samsung the wearables are not making a huge impact on the market. I no, mean, they're not. Apple is still streets ahead. Garmin, I would say, is probably coming in second. I think Xiaomi is a big player in the wearables. Samsung's a little bit nowhere on the wearables. They might have great products, but, but in terms of numbers, the deals, man. Yeah, but in terms of the numbers, deals. they're just not there. I mean, I believe in their products. It's just, you know, not there in sales. I don't think. Although we do believe in their headphones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Rion Conradi, the founder of, um, I think it was called HealthQ at the time. HealthQ had a few divisions of which LifeQ is one. Yeah. Um, he actually was, when we interviewed him for Tech Magazine, he was in the midst of developing a system for measuring stress um, just through a sensor in the oh, watch. Oh, yes, I did that interview. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> measuring stress, which was very difficult at the time because you had to measure like electrostatic things yeah. and blood flow and all sorts of things. And I see stress is now a measurement yes. in a few garments and so on. I think it has a way to go to be refined and to be more accurate. But it's interesting they're trying to do that. I think health companies, Discovery Health and whatever else, are very interested in knowing about people's strength, yeah. stress levels. Um, the, Understandably the, so. Mm. The, the unicorn that they're chasing right now, actually, is um, non-invasive yeah. um, blood sugar testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so for like diabetics and that thing, yeah. so reading it through your sweat and that, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, 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 that's the frontier. Someone, someone who launched a phone now with ECG in it. Um, uh, well, ECG is in the, the iPhone, yes, uh, the yes. Apple Watch. Yeah, the Apple somebody Watch, else did And it. then the new Samsungs as well, the Watch, the Watch Active 2. I wonder, I wonder if it's the new Huawei, the 2E, uh, Watch 2E, GT2E. Okay, anyway. Okay. Huawei still has Moving some on. ways to go in terms like, it's a great product. I, I, I love the battery life on those products. I'm a huge fan of the Watch, the Huawei Watch GT series. Won't live without it. Can't live without it. Yeah. Wearing it right now. Wearing it right as now. As I'm wearing my Fitbit. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Your long in the tooth Fitbit. Fitbit Gosh, Ionic, that Fitbit's yeah. just hanging they, on by the skin of its teeth there. I haven't put out a, a replacement for it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking at their Charge 4, though. Their Charge 4 looks nice. Mm. But I'm very interested but in you getting... But you got used to your smartwatch, your basic smartwatch functions. Yes. Yeah. So mm. I, am, I am eyeing up when it eventually comes here for a price that is not 10,500 rand. The Casio G-Shock. Yeah, Casio is uh, getting its stuff together, it's I noticed. the GBH H1000, which is a activity tracker watch, G-Shock watch. GBH is most unfortunate, as in grievous bodily harm. Oh I my goodness. Is. Okay. Um, it okay. has a optical heart rate sensor and GPS all inside it. Casio finally catching up with the rest of the world. So yeah. all I want is a is a rock hard G-Shock <laughs> G-Shock yeah. that can do all the things so I can wear G-Shock at all times yeah I mean the G-Shock it had a 10 plus 10 plus 10 I don't know if you know the 10 plus 10 plus yeah. 10 story so it's a, it, it's waterproof to 10 meters it's I can't remember how it works now there are three tens yeah, okay I'll remember it yeah. later okay keep going yeah no that, that that's a great thing that I'm looking for because I have a G-Shock watch at home a just basic G5600 mm -hmm. um, so that's like the squarish one but I have the black on black yeah. so the BB um, and then I got those, the, eh? the, the Fitbit Alter HR to then wear on my right wrist so I can at least get call notifications and have my heart rate and sleep and all that monitored mm -hmm. while I wear my Casio on my left and then my wife didn't want the Ionic, so she took the Alta HR and just completely ruined my <laughs> plan. <laughs> and now my Casio sitting in my drawer, and every time I take it out, I'm like, I wish you could do smart things. Uh, I really wish you could. Uh, okay. Um, but Gavin, yeah, we are running out of time. Yeah. I know you have a an appointment I in do. a little bit. Um, I do. It, this has been fun. 
Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. We, really we're getting, we, we're nearly back. We're nearly back. <laughs> we're nearly back. We're breathing the same air. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, obviously, all social distancing protocols are being observed. Uh, yeah, that's my story. I'm Lindsay Shooters, sharpshooters on social media. That opinion guy on the internet, that opinion guy.co.za is the website. And yeah, there's a lot of things going up there. I did a whole spiel about pornography Ooh. in the wake of the Pornhub little scandal, which is now hashtag trafficking hub. Okay. They've been exposed as a, right. as a sex trafficking, yeah. as promoting sex, I, sex I trafficking. I missed that. Okay. Yeah, mm. it, it went a bit under the radar. Mm. My wife challenged me for not having an opinion on it. Mm. And so I put okay. my opinion out on it. And then my Lenovo IdeaPad C340, which is also the Lenovo Flex 14, which is also... <laughs> like, they've just done so many things with that one machine. Um, it's called so many things around the world. That review is going up on the YouTube channel, right. that opinion guy as well. Kevin, what's happening in your life? Um, not a whole lot to report. Uh, if you want to challenge yourself socially, go and read J.K. Rowling's um, little memo, which is a bit, a bit more of an essay, really, on transgender issues. You think you know when you stand on transgender issues. Why don't you go and read J.K. Rowling's statement on the subject? Quite interesting, I found. Um, on the tech front, not a whole lot to report. Um, we're dealing with lots and lots of pairs of in-ear buds, specifically those from Skull Candy. They've got a couple of different pairs out, and we're unfortunately having to measure them up against Sennheiser, who is hands down the sound quality leader. But, you know, true, true wireless buds, these are the buds that have no interconnecting cable. It's the new thing. And you, you have the AirPods Pro? Yeah, we know. I don't have the AirPods Pro, nor am I planning to have the AirPods Pro, because Apple does to me what Huawei does to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like them, doesn't trust them. Um, that's my whole story, I'm afraid. Uh, we'll, we'll be coming back at you um, with proper tips and how-tos and shopping advice in the next episode when we're slightly better prepared. Cool. All right. That's it. Cheers. Bye.